Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Allen. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here to celebrate the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. J.P., how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing fantastic. We're covering covering an 80s country classic today. So when I'm thinking of 80s country, I think of the restaurant Wendy's. Okay, (laughs) let me tell you what. I walk into my Wendy's in the friendly city of Athens. I sit down at the table with the newspaper as the table, those of y'all out there remember when okay, they had yeah. newspaper tables, yeah. there was all these clippings. Do you remember when Wendy's had a salad bar? I do. Uh, that yeah. was back. I had a friend, you know, Mark uh, Campbell. Yeah. He worked at Wendy's when they had a salad bar. Yeah. They also had a potato bar. That's right, yeah. Back in the day. And I feel like I sit down at Wendy's, there's the salad bar, there's the potato bar, and my mom says something about her pocketbook. You remember pocket <laughs> when they were called pocketbooks? Pocketbooks, not calls, purses. Not purses. A, my, pocketbook. my pocketbook. And she's like, we need to get home and record this on tape, <laughs> like on VHS tape. Uh, did you have a reusable VHS tape? Oh, yeah, you yeah, recorded yeah. your stuff? Yep. I guess that's illegal. Probably shouldn't ever that. No, really. no, no. You can add. They had the little tabs on them. That yeah. If you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to lock it, you yeah, could cover the tab. It, you could right? save it. Yeah. yeah. Your fa- favorite shows. And then uh, in my new pair of slacks. So <laughs> I sit down. So and the so, let's tell them about the song we're talking about. Eighties uh, country. Yeah. Magnificent. And bigger than country. This bigger song than, yeah. was a crossover hit. Absolutely. This is one of my all-time favorite love songs. Period. Uh, Regardless of genre, this is one of my favorite love songs ever. We're talking about. I got one thing to ask you though before I say before I we talk about the song. Yeah. Do you think the term pocketbook <laughs> is? Do you think that's a southern thing? Maybe. Like, do you guys out there messages? Do y'all know what a pocketbook is? A pocketbook. You know, did your parent like? If you grew up, what I'm interested to know is if you grew up outside the United States South. If you grew up in the North or in another country. Even in the West, even like in yeah, California. Sure. Do you know what a pocketbook yeah, is? Yeah, did they? Did your parents or anybody call it a pocketbook? Because I feel like in the South, we say things sometimes that are really literal. Instead of calling it a remote control, <laughs> did your dad ever call it a channel changer? The clicker. Right? Wait, yeah, the clicker. Yeah, the clicker. clicker. Like, yeah. you know, it's like. The like, channel changer. You know what yeah, I'm saying? That's like, it. That's good. So I don't know. Or my dad, my dad would sometimes call it a hand unit. And I thought, I wondered if that's, he used to work in like TV repair, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And so I wondered if that was a more technical, like if that, but the hand, he said, give me the hand unit. That's you know? awesome. That's anyway. so good. But I just wonder if pocketbook is enough, is a Southernism or if that's used that's outside so the region. So pull this cassette tape out of your pocketbook <laughs> yeah. and put it in and rock out with us. Yes. Let's take a listen. This is I'll Still Be Loving You by Restless Heart. Oh, yeah. Woo. That's beautiful. That chord, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> Amazed every day, 
and I'll need you. That's all it. <laughs> oh, there that's, it is. That's everything. John nailing the downbeat. <laughs> Here we go. That chord. Yeah, man. I will always be loving this song. There you go. Until time stands still, until the winds don't blow. (laughs) When today is just a memory to me. I know. I know. (laughs) know. I'll still be loving this song. 100%. That's I'll Still Be Loving You by Restless Heart from the 1986 album Wheels, written by Todd Cerny, Pam Rose, Mary Ann Kennedy, and Pat Bunch. Uh, it hit number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100. That is huge for a country song at that point in time. You would go maybe five, six years in between country songs that crossed over into the Hot 100. It was not common at all. I think the next song after this one to cross over uh, was Achy Breaky Heart, Billy Ray oh, Cyrus. Wow. And that was like... I, I was, Everywhere. I was sick of that song the first day it came out. You know Mi what I'm pobre saying? corazón for Kayla. Who's there you listening. go. Wow. Do, one more time. <laughs> oh, dude. Mi pobre corazón. They okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. Oh, rompas mas. Hey. It's like a whole thing okay. with the dance and wow. everything. All right. Mi pobre corazón. Bring it on home, oh. babe. Now we're going to have to cover the Spanish version of that. <laughs> of Aki Breaky Heart. Yeah. That's right. That song I played so much, literally, I heard it, I heard it, I think, four times the day it came out. And yeah. I was like, first of all, this song is going to be massive because they wouldn't be playing it so much yeah. if people weren't loving it. But also, I'm, I'm good. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I'm, I'm fine. Does um, the back of your hair grow a little bit longer every time you hear <laughs> every, that song? Every time, every time somebody plays Achy Breaky Heart, the Billy Ray Cyrus's hair gets a little longer <laughs> in the back. Yeah. And a little shorter on yeah. top. That's awesome. That's when he knows his uh, his like Spotify streams are doing well. That's it's right. Like, it's time for a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, hey, this album is huge. By yeah, the way, wheels, wheels. Oh. oh my gosh, that's the the title track uh, is written by Dave Loggins. We'll actually talk a little bit more on Dave yeah. Loggins a little bit here in a minute. We didn't even hint. We have got a treat. Oh yeah. my goodness, we should have Coming said up, that earlier. We've got a special guest, uh, lead singer Larry Stewart from Restless Heart, joins us for a great interview. Time. Great guy. Oh man, great interview. Yeah, so much so, fun. So really cool to talk to one of the voices of my childhood like I, that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like this is we we talk about it all the time. How grateful we are to be doing this. So uh, it's really cool. When I'm so, wiping the ranch dressing off my chin at Wendy's, <laughs> this is the voice that's overhead <laughs> fixing that potato. That's right, loading up that potato with the potato bar. <laughs> That used to be Wendy's big thing was like, yeah. try our delicious potato. You, know? <laughs> like, you can get a burger anywhere, but where yeah. can you get a baked potato? Exactly. That was with, it. It was the, the elegance of a baked potato right. at a fast it's food fancy. place. Ba- Dave, uh, Dave Thomas. Dave, yeah. That guy. Props to Dave. Props to Dave. Anyway, and the original Wendy. Okay, go ahead. Back to, the, back to the topic at hand. I'll still be loving you. Went 33 on the Billboard Hot 100. Number three on the Billboard Hot Adult Contemporary Tracks. Also not a country chart. That's number three on the... Like Celine Dion lives on that that's chart. Good. You know that's what I'm saying? Good, um, yep. Number one, of course, on the on the U.S. Hot Country songs, and number one in the Canadian 
RPM Country Tracks chart as well. It was the second number one single for Restless Heart and one of four, count them, four number one hits from the album Wheels Alone. Goodness gracious. They had six number ones overall, four off this That's album. That's huge. Uh, and they had 26 charting singles. Do you know which all four 26. were? I mean, I guess that rock, that rock won't roll. That's hard for me to say. Uh, Wheels, I'll Still Be Loving You. Which other one would it have been? Let's take a look. Oh, probably Why Does It Have to Be Wrong or Right? Yeah, absolutely. That one was huge. Um, Those would be the four, I would guess. Oh, yep. yes. You just said them all. Yes. Yep. Wills, so. That Rock Won't Roll, I'll Still Be Loving You, and Why Does It Have to Be Wrong or Right? Yeah. Can we play a so. little of some of them? Yeah. Let's do- this is what it, yes, because I, I'm, this is, yes, we can, because I, I had it in my notes to just say, let's do a little Restless Heart karaoke, right? You let's know what I'm saying? It. Like, yeah. So, because. Oh, I like it. It's going back to this. So I, I'm a lapsed country music listener, right? I listened almost exclusively to country when I was little. Um, and then at a certain point when uh, about the time Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw entered the scene, I kind of started my exit um, and and have just been very picky and choosy about what country music I listen to since then. But yes, let's just take a listen. Just a few. This is some of their greatest hits. And it was like a flood of memory <laughs> co- coming back to me, like every song. Embrace you know what I mean? your childhood. Those that are our age. And this is good. This will yeah. be fun. Listen to these harmonies. Listen to these just classic country 80s grooves. These guitar tones, the chorusy mm-hmm. electrics, yeah. you know, the clean chorusy electrics. Yeah, I was going to talk about chorusy cor- acoustics. Yeah, you chorus have some on, on the this acoustic. Song. You can hear it on this one, like, yeah. majorly. That's so funny. Uh, I was going to say Let's see. That. Let's just hit a few of these. How about Let the Heartache Ride? This is going to hit you right in the face from the beginning. <laughs> Let the heartache ride tonight. Put him out of your heart, out of mind, out of sight. That flat uh, seven, boy. <laughs> Dude, come on. Uh, let's see. How about a little That Rock Won't Roll? There we go. Everybody says that rock won't roll. Come on. They say the if, you're, got a heart of if you grew up on 80s country at all, right? Uh-huh. If you're a millennial or a little bit older and you listen to country, this is just this is this is bringing it all back for you right now. While we're on this song, I think this is a good place to talk about this riff. Okay, there's okay. a riff in here that I am curious about. Jump to um, the end of the song with the outro riff. Okay. Yeah. Probably the best place to listen to this riff, uh, those of you 80s children with me. And tell me if you recognize this as maybe inspired from another riff, mm. and then I'll play the riff. I mean, and we'll, we'll talk about Greg Jennings' guitar a magnificence here a little bit later. But get that stuck in your head. Now play Journey's Who's Crying Now yep. from 1981. This is from 86. But go back about five years prior and jump to minute 328 and see if this sounds similar to what you just heard. We have already hey. established that Neil Sean has favors yeah. <laughs> with uh, Carrie Livgren yeah. from uh, the yeah, from Kansas. Carrie on Wayward Son yeah. riff. So uh, maybe him and Greg are buddies too. Maybe so. Because that is definitely very similar. Listen, let me throw let me throw another one at you that just kind of popped in my brain. Let's hop from the guitar over to the keyboard and let's Same song? see. No. Um, 
but same same riff ish. I think I'm I'm just taking a stab at this, but I I do believe this riff will sound familiar also here. Right? Uh, yeah. I mean, a little bit different voicing, but close. Yeah. Right. It's over major chord, uh-huh. not minor chord. Change. But you know, well, once in- maybe there's something just universal about that riff that just feels good. Yeah. You know, it's 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 too riftastic to be owned by one person. Should have right? been uh, Greg Jennings, Neil Sean, and Michael Jackson as a trio. As <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, so okay, let's okay, go back go, through some go back to the heart. karaoke. But stuff. yeah, that's really interesting because uh, honestly, the guitar riff. I mean, that's very you know, it's, it's very similar. It's, it's, um, yeah. So it's very cool. Uh, let's give it a little. Here, here's some. Why does it have to be wrong? There we or go. Right? This same another, album. This was another crossover for them. This was another one that got them some uh, some uh, at least uh, adult contemporary uh-huh. chart action, if not the Billboard Hot 100. I love the way the lines Somebody laid over the top of each other on this. I love the way he ends lines. Too. Yeah, he ends very strong. He's got a great, Smooth. he's got a, a unique voice. It's not, it's not, um, it's weird because you, it's, it's not. I don't know how to describe it. It's like you recognize it, uh-huh. right? But it's not something that stands out so much. I, you know what I'm saying? I, it's not. I don't know. He's not Axl Rose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not weird. Yeah, but it's a, but it's a, recognizable. You go, oh, that's a guy from a guitar. Yep. All right, let's take. How about the bluest eyes in Texas? There we go. I mean, we got. Listen, there's 16 tracks on this greatest hits. We're not gonna play them all, but I just wanted to remind you guys what a force. Restless Heart was. And you're, you may be like, oh, that's right. They did that one and that one. Exactly, yeah. Some people won't necessarily know that these songs are about the same group. Again, let's skip to the chorus. Where did I go wrong? Did I wait too long? Boy! Or can I make it right? The bluest eyes of Texas are haunting me tonight. I mean, come on. We could go on and on and on. Big dreams in a small town. Absolutely. Fast moving Texas train. from Boys Don't Cry, by the way, for those of y'all that have oh, seen really? that, that Hillary Swank yeah. movie. Yeah. I didn't it. know that. I've yep. never seen it. Uh, uh, big dreams in a small town. Fast moving train. Uh, I loved yeah. that song. Uh, when she cries. Oh, man. Come on. Let's yeah. hit the chorus of When She yeah, Cries, absolutely. shall we? When she cries. Yeah. At night. That do delay. You sing, do you sing the echo? Or do you sing the... No. I sing harmonies. When I'm, when, okay. I'm, when I'm kicking Restless Heart, I sing the harmonies. Okay. Fear she feels inside. So I pray this time. You know what? No, I think I sing, I I sing the too. echoes. I sing the echoes. At least in my head, I sing the uh-huh. echoes sometimes. Because I die a little each time when she cries. Now, if that vocalist sounds a little bit different than the other, that's because that's the drummer, John, right. uh, actually singing the lead on that. And I feel like this is a good time for me to give Rob a prize of unspeakable value. Oh, I pulled out the surprise. Big Iron Horses album. See, okay, I have it yeah. here. From that, I have, around that era, a baseball card what of Restless Heart that? that I'm giving to Rob. Maybe we'll post a picture of wow. it later. Oh, yeah. So I'm handing this bad boy over. 
Restless Heart baseball card. Oh my gosh. Just for the co-host. There you go, wow. buddy. That's, uh, that's good stuff right there. There's your Oh, that is fantastic. This is from the CMA CMAs. Uh, it's got a little bio on the back around 1984. Yeah, man, pretty cool little, little thing there. So there's a gift. This might be a good way. Can we go ahead and segue into meeting the band yes. while you're reading over that, so we can Absolutely. talk a little bit about these? Let's do these. it. Let's meet the band. Hey, let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Hey. All right, guys, we're gonna meet the band of Restless Heart from this track. Um, they had a couple of different literary, diff- different versions of the band, but we're going to talk about the one from the Wheels album um, that dominated this song. On drums and vocals, uh, John Dittrich, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. It's D-I-T-T-R-I-C-H. Drummer for the Buffalo Club. Um, that band was Ron Hemby and Charlie Kelly's band. Hemby was in the Imperials before that. Those of y'all that okay. don't know the Imperials, they had everybody from Terry Blackwood to Russ Taft. Jimmy Lee Slos, bass player. for yeah, he, was, he was in them. They've been around for over 50 years. Charlie Kelly was the guitarist for Doug Stone. Oh! oh we always wow. love a good Doug Long Stone reference. Doug Stone re- I, actually, I meant, to me- I meant to mention Jerry Rafferty in connection with, with Neil the Sean. guitar riff. Because yeah. famously, with- I... Confused, uh, those, Neil Sean. I conflated those songs together. <laughs> he, Baker who's Street crying by, now and right. Baker Street. He yeah. sang the wrong riff. Um, that Charlie Kelly at, with uh, Doug Stone. They had the hit "Nothing Less Than Love," which the only reason I'm bringing that up is Rusty Young of Poco wrote that. Okay. and we have talked about yeah. how Rob Poco on my dad's Mount Rushmore. Um, the vote we mentioned earlier. Uh, John is the lead singer on "When She Cries." Um, singing drummers, we gotta love it. Um, yeah. This is from Big Iron Horses, which was their fifth studio album and their first album not to feature Larry Stewart mm-hmm. on lead vocals, which we'll talk about a little bit more. Um, the uh, and we mentioned we gotta talk about this guy's mustache, yeah, and his yawny looking hair. Yeah, I mean, come it's, on, he had one one of the best hair and mustache combos, yeah, ev- in music history. Absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It, it it is kind of a he could have won a Yanni impersonator a Yanni contest. Yanni lookalike right? contest. I mean, this is right around the same time of like Live at the Acropolis yeah. when Yanni looking hit glass huge. is huge. Yeah, yeah. So uh, John, there you go. And he could also play Jesus like, in a Easter play. He could, yeah, probably every 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 play year they're like, up, yeah. it's time for the Easter play. Like, Let's he could have John. He could have walked around backstage at a Yanni concert and got anywhere he needed <laughs> Just to. Sign you know autographs. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. What, yeah, I'm going to step up to the free uh, free food. <laughs> that song also has one of my favorite slide guitar parts in it, in When She yeah, Cries, which is a great segue into Greg Jennings. This guy's a blistering guitar player that doesn't have to shred, which yeah. I love. Like, mm-hmm. he has the chops when he needs them, but doesn't have... I'm going to just hit on a couple of my favorite Greg Jennings moments. Um, if you'll go to We Owned This Town okay, um, and go to about minute 335, it's called We Owned This Town. This is Greg Jennings. I'm going to give just a couple that I really like. Yeah, boy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. I love it. Get it, son. <laughs> yeah. Get it, son. So he can yeah. do that on call, right. but doesn't have to. Yeah. So there's that right. side He doesn't of him. like wedge that into he, every yeah, solo. Yeah, he doesn't have to be like, it's time for my solo. <laughs> um, so take that and then go um, Big Dreams in a Small Town. Okay. 
more slide. Go to you can pick either of these. They're both so good. Um, let's do the two minute and fifty second one. Okay. This has got the way he does slide parts between vocals. I think is really smart. Love me some good slide. Smart, me too. Um, one more, and then we'll move away from from Greg Jennings for a minute. Um, the let's go to Mind Over Matters of the Heart. Okay. Minute two twenty eight, and then we'll we'll pump the brakes on Greg for a little bit and move on. So you can hear all different sides. So he can be pretty. He can, he can shred when he has to. He can fill in the gaps, and he can be melodic. Um, yeah. And then sometimes if and you guys tone is incredible. get a second, listen to "You Can't Outrun the Night," um, which was the B side of that rock roll roll. That's a good one for you guys. Um, that's the guitar player, Greg Jennings, on bass. Paul Greg, '80s Paul to me. Okay, pull up. Have you looked at what '80s Paul Greg looks like? I. Let me see if I can find a video maybe where you can see it just so that you can look. 80s Paul to me looks like a combination of Terrence Stamp. He's the guy that played Zod. Oh, yeah. So if you you combine Zod, Mike Rutherford, (laughs) and the guy that looked like he would be on any of your dad's church softball team from the 80s, that is Paul Gregg. Man, oh, yeah, you're right. So if you look up like from his 80s videos – the one of him with the yeah. red silk shirt from all the videos. <laughs> that is like Zod meets Mike Rutherford meets it, your yeah. dad's best friend. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, plays those bass guitars with no headstock. Yeah, like a Steinberger. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what kind it is. I couldn't really tell, um, but it's one of those headstockless uh, bass guitars. Um, Paul Gregg, another last name of Gregg, not to be confused with Greg Jennings, the guitar player. Right. On keys, Dave Ennis. Um, I want to just highlight a couple of his highlights here. He is the king of keyboard chord solos. Like, oh. he plays, like, chord solos, okay. which I think are really good. My favorite, um, probably Dave Ennis solo, is uh, Say What's In Your Heart. If you go, you can either listen to the, the intro is really good and then maybe jump ahead to, like, minute 318. As you guys can tell, I love the instrumental side of Restless Heart, which is sometimes overlooked because of the powerhouse of Larry Stewart as a vocalist. But right, right. I think what they do in the background is great. Say What's In Your Heart, Dave Ennis on keys. Okay. What's um, the timestamp? Just start at the intro and okay. then jump ahead to 318. Just a- oh, man. I forgot about this. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That's up our That's Absolutely. our alley right there. Okay. What a riff, too. Jump ahead. That's a great riff. Jump ahead to 318. Like so, Billy Joel would be proud of that. Yes, riff exactly. And intro, you that, know? Exactly. So uh, I what's did the timestamp? Sorry. 318 okay, on this. So this is. Yeah, give it some double stops in there, you yep. know? Kind of a country Bruce Hornsby vibe. Exactly. That's why I thought this is probably like it. So the guy that. can play. It's got um, a little. It's got a little Billy Joel. It's got a little Bruce Hornsby. Little Bruce and yeah, then a little I mean, Dave Ennis. His own. Yeah, a little his Dave own, Ennis. His own right. tastiness. Um, 
I think the greatest contribution, other than his keyboard magnificence, is the fact that he suggested Larry Stewart to be in Restless Heart. Oh, solid. Um, so that's pretty good. We uh, This is a good time to segue over into Larry Stewart. We uh, Rob mentioned we got to have a few minutes with him. And you guys are going to love this interview. You're going to love yeah. getting to hear hear about his life in the business. One of our favorites, C- acoustic guitar player, vocalist, um, baseball superstar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about some baseball with yeah. him. We'll get to, get to talk some baseball with him. So you guys sit back and enjoy our time with uh, Larry Stewart, lead vocalist of Restless Heart. We'll be back in a few with some theory and uh, some other stuff. But, uh, yeah, let's kick it over. Here's Larry Stewart of Restless Heart. This is an ad, this is an ad that the boys have made, that the boys have made. We hope you'll buy, we hope you'll buy what we say in it, what we say in it. Guys, we want to tell you about a new album that's out. You're going to want to check it out. It's Sam and Becca Mizell. That's M-I-Z-E-L-L. When it all comes down. The album is called Getaway Car, and it's out everywhere September 4th. Damon Wayans' birthday. Well now. There we go, national holiday. Go check out Getaway Car by Sam and Becca Mizell. Some just want a rebel that breaks on the roof. Some just want the grace without hearing the truth. Some just want somebody to You may not know Sam and Becca Mizell yet, but you know their work. They've written seven, count them, seven number one hits. kablam Kablam. They've had 24 top 10 radio singles. kapow Two Grammy nominations. Hey-o. Awards, awards, awards. ASCAP Songs of the Year. BMI Songs of the Year. Yada, yada, yada. And let me tell you. We don't just, we're not just advertising them because they asked us to, but we're advertising them because we know them, we love them, they're a friend of the show, a friend of humanity, friend of pets and creatures of all kinds, the Woodland Friends. (laughs) Go check out the new record by Sam and Becca Mizell. It's called Getaway Car, available everywhere September 4th. Mark Ronson's birthday. Oh, Oh, wow. Elmer Fudd's birthday. (laughs) Not really Elmer Fudd. Mark Mark Ronson, yes. David Wayans, yes. Mizell, yes. That's Sam and Becca Mizell. That's M-I-Z-E-L-L. The record is Getaway Car, available everywhere September 4th. Because everything that's good is you. I know it's the truth. Because I can't find it in Guys, we finally did it. We're doing it. We're bringing it. We finally did it. You guys want to give us dollars, and we would love to take them. (laughs) That's right. The Great Song Podcast is now on Patreon. That's right. I didn't feel comfortable giving my bank account to you guys to put the money in my account, but I do feel comfortable this way. (laughs) Right. So you could go to patreon.com slash greatsongpod. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash greatsongpod. If you want to just support the show, we do this podcast for free because we love it. If you're like, JP, we want you to buy a Three Musketeers bar. Here's a dollar. Wonderful. Exactly. If you want to subscribe on Patreon as a way to just show us that you love us and you want to support the show, man, that would be 
fantastic. Fantastic. I stole it. Oh, it's all good. It's it's it's, it's out there for the ta- it's, it's it's out there for the taking. So uh, we and we're very selective on when we decided to post this. We've waited yep. for years, hundreds of episodes, and yep. we still want to give you guys what you like and you not feel obligated. That's but right. In the same regards, we want to get it in more ears, and That's this right. is the best way. So anything you can do to help, we're very thankful. That's right. The regular show is not changing. Nothing. The at regular all. show is going to be the great song podcast you know and love. But if you decide to support us on Patreon, you're going to get more of the show, bonus episodes, Patreon exclusives, chance to maybe contribute some questions that we ask the artists. That's right. Ooh. So uh, I think it's going to be a real, a real neat thing. Lots more ways for us to engage with you and for you to engage with us. Just go to patreon.com slash great song pod, or you can click on the link in the show notes. We appreciate it so much. We love you guys like our own family. We're family. Yep. Patreon.com slash great song pod. That was a night that the boys have made. We hope you'll buy what we said in it. That was an ad. That was an ad that the boys have made. This is the Great Song Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we are here with Larry Stewart of Restless Heart fame uh, and, a, and a solo career of his own and many, many other things. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for joining us today on the Great Song Podcast. Hey, guys. It's great to be with you. Well, we are so delighted to have you. Um, this song, I'll Still Be Loving You, is just one of those all-time feel-good songs. I mean, it was a, it was a crossover hit for Restless Heart. Um, and it, and it just hits so many people, you know, as just a, it's just a great love song. What's your first memory of, of the first time you came across this song? Well, when we first heard it, it was, it was a real poppy demo with like synthesizers and fretless bass and a female singing. Oh, wow. And it was like, yeah, it was like, um, I mean, it, it was really pointed toward um, the pop side of things, eighties pop. And, um, but it was written by some writers in Nashville and our producer, Tim Dubois brought it to us. And, and we listened to it and we all looked at each other and said, Tim, have you lost your mind? (laughs) But I mean, the thing about, uh, Tim Dubois and, um, I'm sure y'all have heard of him, but you know, he he has done amazing things and running, running Arista there for a long time, finding and creating um, almost Hall of Fame artists, you know, one right after the other. And, and anyway, we were his first shot. But anyway, he he's one of the great songmen I've ever met. I mean, he could hear through anything to get to the song. So anyway, we listened to it. And, you know, not to, I'm not taking any credit because, let me tell you, we have a great guitar player. But I said, Greg, what, what if you took this home and, and tried to James Taylor it up or something a mm. little bit and, you know, give it a little more of acoustic thing. So he did. And so, um, so we were going to go in the studio and we we're going to see if we can make this thing work. So we got in the studio and he played us what he'd come up with and he killed us and knocked us out. But what we had to do is, is we had to come up with a solo section. Yeah. So, Greg, Greg, our guitar player, and Dave Ennis, our keyboard player, got together in the studio. We took a little break, and they came up with the with the solo section. Now, how many country number one hits has there been where the song is in three different keys? <laughs> yeah, that no kidding. Happen, you know, you know, they used to talk about three chords in right. country yeah. radio. I mean, this was in three keys, so. 
um, it, you know, it really was contemporary, and we didn't know what to think. As a matter of fact, when we when we got the album done, there were members of the band who didn't think that song should be on the album. Wow! Imagine that. Wow. Just because of the lyric content, you know, it's, you know, I'll be yours until the sun doesn't shine, until uh-huh. time stands still, until the winds don't blow. You know, on the surface, you know, you, you're, it's, it's, it's a little fluffy, but when you put it in the context of what we're doing, it, it's just a great love song. Yeah. And, and gorgeous. And, uh, and, 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 you know, it did so much better than we thought because, again, here we were in the Randy Travis Judd's you know, era of things happening in country radio, very traditional. And here come these five guys with mullets putting out. That's awesome. Very contemporary sound. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Music Row didn't love it Mm, at mm. all. But radio jumped on that stuff. You know, like white on rice, and we don't know why, but man, we really appreciate it. We, you guys, you know, saved the day and, and really supported us kind of right out of the box. And so that's what I think of when I think of I'll Still Be Loving You. Of course, you know, to this day, it's still the top one or two songs that's requested. We hear, always hear a great story behind what that song has meant to someone or a couple. You know, we, we get still get, you know, like, emails and and stories get to you know talk to the fans and it's been a special team i know uh, you mentioned working with uh, tim dubois those of our listeners that may not know he discovered alan jackson brooks and dunn brad paisley blackhawk diamond rio all in like an 18 month period like i never heard of them (laughs) (laughs) and he wrote love in the first degree right didn't he write that for alabama he wrote hard time with you right he he helped you on hard time Right, that's another thing. He, he wrote a bunch of stuff. He wrote Blue Eyes in Texas. Okay. And, and you know, co wrote it with um um Dave Robbins of Blackhawk. Of Blackhawk, yeah. Matter of fact. Now yeah. and uh so yeah, they um he's he's an incredibly talented person. Dude can't sing but he's an incredibly <laughs> but he can write. talented person. But he's got a good ear for it, right? <laughs> Boy, he's got a great gut for for songs and music and really just figuring out, you know, what's going to, you know, touch the folks out there. That's awesome. I you you mentioned the the guitar solo section on uh on I'll still be loving you. I was going to ask uh I the, the, so it's got, you know, something that's very unusual especially in the in the country genre which would be an acoustic guitar solo uh i was wondering about the decision to go with an acoustic solo instead of bringing in an electric there i know there's no you know nothing audibly really electric uh underneath to that point but you you know sort of the standard thing to do would be let's bring in the electric what was there an intentional decision to keep it acoustic there yeah, I think we were trying to make it as country as possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm serious, as earthy as possible, because it's just such a contemporary song, lyrically and musically. And so bringing in the acoustic, you know, and that, as I said, James Taylor kind of vibe, um, Greg just decided to, to keep it there and, and go acoustic all the way through. Well, yeah, Greg's a great guitar player. He's ma- I love his slide work on Big Dreams in a Small Town, and We Own This Town is one of the greatest outro guitar players or gr- guitar parts on their stuff. I, I love to hear. Oh, cool. uh, I love to hear hear Greg play. How I, I love his slide work too on uh, on Heartbreak Kid. Yeah, yeah, that's good. 
Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, let's kind of go off. We'll come back to some music stuff in a little bit. We know you came to Nashville on to play baseball, right? Me and Rob are both huge baseball fans. We're Braves fans. Um, I've been to every major league baseball park. Um, who's your team? Oh, no, I'm jealous. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that was my bucket list. I mean, my wife have been to every, ball, every major league baseball park. We're both big, uh, big, big baseball guys. Who's your team? Who's your, who's your, your baseball You're team? You're not going to like it. Are you a Cardinals fan? Yes, sir. Oh, oh my man. goodness. No. Oh, goodness. I was, I was afraid <laughs> I of I grew that. up in western Kentucky. Okay. In Paducah, Kentucky. Okay. And, I mean, you know, you just drive an hour south. Yeah. From, Go to Bush, from, and, and right? And you, you hit, well, no, no, you hit the Tennessee line. Oh, okay. Going south. Yeah, okay. Brave, it becomes Braves country. Braves yeah. country, yeah. But, but, you know, for, you know, but we were about four and a half hours something like that from St. Louis. We always went every summer. Um, we got there, you know, being in where we were, I grew up on St. Louis Cardinal baseball because they, they played locally and we sure. just felt like that was our local team. I grew up, you know, watching the Braves too. My gosh, those, you know, you know, those, those days, the Andrew <laughs> Young days. And it's great. I just loved the Braves too. I wasn't one who, Hate, hate another team because I'm, well, I'm a sports guy myself. But, those mid eighties, that mid eighties Cardinals team is one of my favorites ever, though, with Ozzie Smith know, and Willie McGee and Vince Willie Coleman. McGee. And yeah, I got to watch Willie McGee here in Nashville play for the Sounds. He came up through this system. That's cool. And, and played. And I got him. I mean, he was he was a star even in the minor league. It was so fun to watch. Fifty one. There you go. So, what position did you play? What did, What was your your position? I'm a, I'm a lefty, so I played the outfield. I okay. Played, you know, I played till I was a junior junior in college and i played left field or center field that's awesome and baseball did get me to nashville i wasn't really all that uh preparing myself to go to jump into the music business i really wasn't really i was was thinking i'd play college baseball and and you know your dream says oh i'm gonna (laughs) play and work hard and see if i can get drafted and you know i I, I did I, i had the dream and then when I, I um, I was playing for a junior college in Kentucky, and we were coming to to Hendersonville, Tennessee, to play Volunteer State, and um, and my dad was a lot of friends with people in the music business here, and you know, because I grew up around music as well, and and so um, these two people called Coach Whitten at Belmont University and said, Hey, we got this guy and we've known his family and, and this kid is, we've seen him play. And, and if you could work it out, they're playing at volunteer state. Could you go watch him? Well, lo and behold, I guess they took their advice and, and he and the uh, uh, assistant coach came up and, and watched us play. And I hit two home runs in one game. I've oh, never hit two home runs in one game it's in my life. And, the right time to and, show off. Have a big day. <laughs> I, it, it was meant to be. And so after the game, they offered me scholarship to come to Belmont. And that's how I ended up doing what I was called to do. And I wasn't smart enough to know it. So, <laughs> that's so awesome. the good Lord struck me down with mono and hepatitis. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yep. Um, I, I mean, it put me down for months. I, I had to correspond to finish my schooling uh, for the rest of the semester. And then that's when I realized, you know what? I've been playing baseball since I was five years old. I think 
I think I'm done. Um, and I've started working at MCA Music and Tape Copy Boy and kind of throwing me in the studio and kind of getting my feet wet. I met a guy named Gordon Kennedy, um, who's who's a great guitar player, and we started writing together and, and put a little band together, and, and that's how, you know. I, and Gordon, by the way, and <laughs> first non-baseball guy I ever met, he ended up co-writing Change the World for Eric Clapton. Yeah, no big so, deal. With somebody named Babyface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and then, you know, so that's how I met people and got my feet wet. Wow. First time in my life, it, I wasn't embarrassed to be some, you know, guy that plays the piano or sings, you know. Um, and I, I, I was kind of embarrassed in Western Kentucky because I was all about sports. And then I moved to Nashville. I was like a bird let out of a cage. <laughs> that's and, awesome. Uh, well, and that's where it started. You're okay to, to drop some big names like Gordon. You had another couple big names on the Wheels album. Scott Hendricks uh, helped mix that for you guys, right? He's a monster name. Well, Scott Hendricks mixed all of our all, all of your our stuff. Albums. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, sure he's, he's he a, and Tim produced all four of those. Um, you know, album with all five of us. That's awesome. Um, the Wheels album. What, what it, I can't even remember what the names of the albums <laughs> okay. were. We can help um, you through it. We love that stuff. So. The uh, yeah, and, Train and, album, and yeah. And Dave so, Loggins. Dave Loggins wrote the title track for Wheels, right? With you guys, were you a? Uh, how did you and Dave get connected? And how did you end up getting to to write a track with him? Dave Loggins. He also wrote the title of the train. Okay. Listen. I remember where I was standing the first time I heard "Please Come to Boston." No, dude, that's my that that's a JP. That's in a, a Mount Rushmore of JPs. That's in my top ten. <laughs> yep. uh, top ten. Thank track. you. It was like you mean I got to be that good to to play music. I got to be that good. <laughs> and so um, you know, fast forward, I'm working at MCA Music as I mentioned earlier. And guess who was a staff songwriter at MCA Music? None other than Dave Loggins. My God. I got to listen to all of his songs that he would turn in. Wow. And, you know, I was the first one to hear them. Well, I'm as Because I was incredible. doing the tape copies. As wow. big of a base. So we, we became friends and actually did some writing together. He he threw me in the studio together, you know, and everything. And so he, he pitched us fast with the training wheels. That's awesome. Yeah, as big of a of a baseball fan I am, I'm a, almost as big, I'm a bigger UT Vols football fan. And for the hundredth year of the UT Vols, they uh, Dave Loggins wrote a song called "Orange Memories" that was about the history of the UT Vols. <laughs> no kidding. Are no, you serious? Nobody's probably ever heard it, but I listen to it every year before the first UT Vols game with my dad, and That's... we put it on and we watch old Vols VHS tapes. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you Vols fans, can vouch for that. It's Kenny Loggins' cousin. Do you know that Dave Loggins is Kenny Loggins' cousin? That's crazy. I did not know that. That's crazy. Did you know he wrote the theme song for the Masters? I did not Whoa. know that. That's good. Wow. Dynamite drop it, Larry. Good call. <laughs> yes. Augusta, you don't want to my mind like a song. I played the bass on the demo. Whoa! Really? Oh, Look at wow. that. That's I was cool. there. That's and awesome. I'm still playing it to this day. That's wow. awesome. 40 that's years later. Anyway. Man, um, that's nuts. I got a question about videos, the music videos real quick, if you don't mind. Um, the Bluest Eyes in Texas video, Big Dreams in a Small Town, and Say What's in Your Heart, they all look like they were recorded at the same time. It's a live concert video, and y'all are all wearing the same thing. You got the, Well, now, yeah. aren't you? Aren't you? Perceptive. <laughs> I was just kidding. They're all so similar. Paul Gregg's rocking that red silky shirt all the way through. I'm like, there's no way he wore that shirt three days. <laughs> like, that has to be done at the same time. 
back when the video, our videos, I mean, videos were just beginning at that point. You know, there, there was not much of a budget, you know, for videos and CMT was just getting started. Um, and so the label said, okay, um, we need some videos, but we have this kind of a deal. Long story short, Ken knew the guy that, that, um, that did videos and so they signed off on him and we went to war memorial downtown and uh rented war memorial out for the day and uh shot those three videos the performance parts right there that's awesome i didn't realize that was that venue that's cool that's great yeah um a follow-up video question you mentioned earlier about fast moving train i just got to know is that minnesota fats in the video that's that is Minnesota Fats. That's down amazing. Pull Shark and Hustler. I was like, that is that Minnesota Fats? That's uh, awesome. That's so that sure is. <laughs> it was so awesome. He was awesome. Dude, that's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the the harmonies uh, in Restless Heart. You guys had such tight and creative harmonies. Um, how did you guys come up with those? Is that something the band worked on in pre-production, or was that kind of a studio process for you? That was something that we did work on from, like, day one, is the vision was, you know, to have a big group harmony sound. You know, kind of like the Eagles. But okay. uh, but all five of us sing on every song. And every one of us has a different timbre to our voices. Mm-hmm. And we just worked it. You know, did, you know, John and Paul do most of the higher stuff. And Dave and Greg do the lower stuff. Um, depending on, you know, what, what the parts were. And as we continue to record and, and do arrangements on new songs, it just kind of fell into place. It got a lot easier who was going to sing what, you know? So, and, and, and so the big sound though, is that, you know, all five of us sing, which usually doesn't happen. You know, yeah. when you got that many vocal singing harmonies, but that's where that's where that that thick sound comes from. That's interesting. What what to you? What do you think makes a great harmony singer? Is it something that can be taught, or is it or is it something that just has to happen naturally? Um, I don't know. It can probably be taught because I don't think Dave and, and Greg were you know look look at themselves as that they weren't out singing. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't sing, they sing, but they could sing enough to carry a tune, and, and they had great ears. Um, and, you know, once they started feeling comfortable with, with those parts, then, you know, you put those five voices together. You know, we, we toured a couple of years and even did a, you know, some recording with just the four of us without Dave Ennis. Right. You take you take one of those elements out and, and you you lose a little something. Yeah. So it's really interesting how we came up with a sound that, you know, um, we were, you know, at least we can hear and feel the difference if uh, the five of us aren't singing together. On, uh, I did have a question. You Can't Outrun the Night's the B-side of that Rock Won't Roll. What album is You Can't Outrun the Night on? I can't find it anywhere. Is it on an album? Or do you it know? may not have made an album. It may have just been the B-side. Just a B-side. That was just a, a personal question that I wanted to know. I, we can maybe I'm even edit not that sure. Up. That's a great question. No one's ever asked it. 
for. Okay. You're you're asking me to remember 40 years ago? What, <laughs> what are you doing that's all. That's, that's cool, you should have done your prep, man. <laughs> that's, that's we should have right, done your prep. Right. <laughs> um, you've done a I'm lot impressed of... by y'all. Y'all got, y'all got it going on. Uh, <laughs> well, we love this stuff. You're you're a legend to us, so we uh, we get a, we get our one chance with you. We want right. to aim to please. You do lots of work with the Nashville Rescue Mission. Do you want to speak on that for a little bit? Um, I know you've been pretty yes, involved. Yes, we... We did do some. We're, we're not doing them right now, but, um, yeah, it was really cool that um, we, you know, partnered with the National Rescue Mission and with the symphony. And we would do uh, fundraising, you know, ask, you know, artists to come and join us, you know, from Peter Noon to Ricky Skaggs to, you know, on and on and on. And, uh, you know, they those were so amazing to be able to, to perform our songs with, you know, the Grammy-winning Nashville Symphony. Um, to hear your music with a, in a 67-piece orchestra is That's crazy. Moving. That's awesome. Oh, it's moving. I mean, I've, I've never done it before. And, and to stand there and sing, I'll still be loving you, with that behind me, I almost <laughs> it's you know, made me emotional. I couldn't hardly get through it. Yeah, I bet. Jeez. It's beautiful. So, um, yeah, so we raised a lot of money, and it was a great event. And uh, I would love to start that back up, but we haven't done it in a few years. Gotcha. Um, I got one more question on I'll Still Be Loving You, and then we have a we have a question for you that we ask everybody, but I want to hit you with this one first. Um, so I'll Still Be Loving You crossed over not only into the AC, the adult contemporary charts, but into the Billboard Top 40 overall. Um, and it was sort of the start of kind of a string for you guys of, of, of crossover hits. What does that kind of crossover success do for a country act in particular? What does it mean for you guys to cross over into the mainstream like that? Well, it was a double-edged sword, to be honest with you, because um, um, the mainstream country, the music row, you know, the establishment did not like it. Mm. And I don't really know why, because we came out of an era with Kenny Rogers, Glenn Campbell, on and on and on, crossing over. Yeah. Um, even Dolly crossed over. But, um, but, but then when we got started, it was a traditional time, as I said before. And uh, they didn't like it, but let me tell you, it, it really gave us the opportunity to reach more, uh, another artist, another audience. Um, I mean, we reached out to more musicians. I can't tell you the musicians that in town that we've known over the years that, you know, one of the reasons they moved to town was they heard, you know, um, they heard restless heart music. They, wow. they heard Vince Gill playing his behind off on guitar. He, <laughs> you know, heard a, heard a sound that's oh, if that's what country music is going back to, I want to be part of it. And so many people moved to town. It's really cool to hear those stories from some world class musicians, and uh, and and it just allowed us to just to reach more people and spread spread the love of country music. And uh, but it worked against us. At the time, to be honest with you, because um, the, the voting blocks of of the award shows weren't so sure about those guys and uh, long hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my my aunt said she. Uh, I think she discovered you on a show called New Faces. Is that what it was called? You might remember that. Huh? Yeah, the New Faces show um, at the CM, CMA. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe she 
was it on TV? Yeah, it was on TV. Something called New Faces. Oh, okay. She's like, you got to ask. I told her that I was going to get to meet. She's like, oh my goodness, I discovered him on New Faces. You have to ask him. So that was for my aunt Sarah. So cool. That's okay. A- well, I don't remember New Faces. How about that? <laughs> there you go. That's a great answer. <laughs> Something that while we're talking family, this is another family. You grew up on Happy Goodmans, right? You you listened to Happy Goodmans. Oh, I was going to say a while ago. Listen, I grew up on the Prophets, the Stamps Quartet, the yeah. Oak Ridge Boys, yeah. when they were gospel, the Imperials. Yeah. Um, so many, yeah. That's awesome. My, yeah. That's what my dad was into. So, Mine so and he had a quartet. And I actually played the piano for oh. them when I start started at eight years old. Wow, and that's cool. uh, yeah, that's how I met so many of those. You know, like the Oaks and and so many. You know, get Larry Gatlin and the Gatlin that's Brothers. Cool. And, yeah, and you know, and it was it was something. My family will love that section. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. That's right up yeah. our alley. That's how I, you know. That's that's how getting into Restless Heart was just kind of a no-brainer with the way we were doing because I grew up on harmonies, those quartet harmonies mm-hmm. and those gospel harmonies, and we were kind of bringing that in some kind of contemporary way to, to country music. So, That's yeah, awesome. it just fell right, right in there. Um, what The question that we do ask everyone, and then we know you, you've been so gracious with your time. Thank you. We'll let you um, enjoy the rest of your of your day. But um, So you're on tour, and you go into a gas station, what is your gas station snack food of choice? And while you're thinking on that, I'll tell you mine so you can kind of be thinking on it. But I get a Three Musketeers bar because it's the most ounces for the same amount of money. When I was growing up, my mom would say, you could pick any candy bar you want, and I would get the Three Musketeers bar because it's the most ounces. Uh, what is your snack food of choice in a gas station? Uh, an ice cream sandwich. Yes! Oh, oh that's, that's a solid. good one. Yes! Yeah. All right, there you go. That's a great that's one. That's awesome. That Good makes me want to ice cream sandwich I used to get there. the snowball. Remember the pink snowball? Yeah, yes. Sure. Oh, my goodness, yes. I used to get those, and then I got tired of them. And, you know, then it, you know, I just went for them. That's the first the, one we've heard in a while where we've both been like, yes, that right. sounds so good. That's a good one. Good call, Nelly. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's so, Larry, you've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for this. We hope you enjoyed your time with us. And, uh, and especially- Hey, that's great, you guys. You know, it's it's awesome to do an interview with people who – you know, or knowledge and, you know, kind of challenge you and you, you, y'all know stuff that I don't. Oh, come on. Cool. <laughs> no, we, we just love the music. Yeah, man. we love we, it. Tell a uh, special thanks to Kay, too, who helped us get together with you. She's been wonderful. So I uh, want to make sure and tell great. her thanks. She's been so good to, to get us in touch with each other. So she's been great. Well, thanks, guys, for your time. Man. I enjoyed it. Thanks, Larry. Absolutely. Podcast. And there we have it. Guys, that that was so much fun. Dude, Larry Uh Stewart. Thanks, Larry, again. I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. We're not done. We got some more stuff on this song, but we wanted to kick you to that interview. Um, So I want to talk about some of the theory on this song, which is not always a thing in country music that is... That you're like, let's talk about the theory of this country song. Yeah, exactly. But uh, there... It's not one, four, five. Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. The, the chords on this are so rich and interesting, and then their harmonies on top of them, uh, it, it just just so good. And it's, of course, one of the hallmarks of Restless Heart, and it's part of the reason why they were formed. They were uh, Restless Heart was originally formed by uh, Tim Dubois to record demos in Nashville, but they just had some magic together, you know? And, of course, like we said, originally, uh, Verlin Thompson was the original lead singer, but but... He left before they ever recorded anything, before they ever uh, released any music, and and in steps Larry Stewart, and boom, the the package is complete. You know what I mean? For them to be these legendary artists, still, you can go hear Restless Heart, you know, now. So uh, that's, you know, very cool um, to have that kind of longevity. Um, 
So I, I've, okay, the first thing I want to talk about is the second chord uh, in the song. The second chord in the whole song. We gushed over it even when it first played. Let's just listen to it, take it in, then I'll tell you what it is. Let it play one more time over the under the melody. Changing my life. Uh, uh. So what we've got there, that second chord on the verse is such a great chord. We're in the key of A flat. Okay. Uh, at least for the verse. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and functionally and like sonically, that chord acts as a B flat seven chord. But that's not really what it is. Um, so it's it, a two seven. It acts like a two major chord, yeah, or like a two, like a two dominant, you know, dominant chord. Um, but it's really over a D in the bass, um, and it really makes it a D half diminished chord, which is a D F A flat. There's your diminished, okay, and then flat a the, C flat the third flat. The, it's yeah, so it's flat third flat, flat third, fifth. Flat fifth. Flat seven. Flat seven. Okay, that's okay. a half diminished. So, uh, so it's D F A flat C. So it's really, if you wanted to write it simply, and you didn't want to write D half diminished, you could write like a B flat nine over D. Uh, is kind of what it comes out as because there's he's singing the C, bah, 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 right? Um, so the the C is important to the chord, and you hear it you hear it played also. So it's D F A flat C, which is you could call it an F minor over D, but it really serves the purpose of a two major chord, which would be like a B flat. F minor over B flat D? Chord. You could call it an F, yeah, an F minor, F, A flat, C uh-huh. over D. Over D, It yeah. becomes, so it just depends on how your brain wants to pick it up. If you can call it a D half diminished and you know what that is, great. If you need to call it a B flat nine over D, great. If you need to call it an <laughs> F minor over D, great. All those things work. What it serves sonically as is uh, a, like a like a two major chord um, that sort of leads you then back down to the four. So the bass is going one A flat, ba da D, D flat to the four. So it gives it somewhere to go, and it kind of acts. Um, you think the guitar player's playing capo one in G? Does he play? Is that a G? Is that a first chord? Probably, yeah. Because I don't think you're gonna go the get be able to get those those open sounding mm-hmm. voicings in you know in a flat uh unless, or unless he's tuned down, tuned down and, and playing, playing an a. a yeah i was just thinking because of the second chord the second way to do that second voicing would be to go g major a, play like an a on top right maybe i don't know i'm yeah. just trying to think how know. he does it it would be greg let us know we know yeah. you're out there listening yeah. let's know how, i guess we can That's watch right. but let's know how you play it <laughs> yeah um so i just love i have all from the time i was a little kid i was fascinated with that chord That's in awesome. particular like just that one i have always it pulled my heartstrings every single time um, the difference and, in me and Rob as kids is Rob is dissecting the second chord at Wendy's where I'm still on the <laughs> potato bar fascination. Yeah, man. Oh, I can remember the smell of Wendy's in the 80s. <laughs> like when you said that just now, I literally had like a smell memory awesome. of the chives yeah. at, at Wendy's. <laughs> it's so weird. Why have we talked about We've Wendy's talked so about much Wendy's in this way episode? Too much. Jeez. Uh, hey, Wendy, if you're out there, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about some sponsorship. Um, <laughs> okay, and then, so what we get then, we get a transition to the chorus, my love, uh-huh. and we, in which we get a new key, a yeah. new chord that doesn't belong. Sets up the new key and for the chorus. sets up the new key, puts us in B flat. So um, 
So in the, in the chorus, then, we've got this really interesting, let's take a listen one more time to the chorus, and then I'll walk you through these chords. My love. Okay, so there's that F chord, now we're in B flat. I'll be yours until the sun doesn't shine, till time stands still. Here's a, here's a. Until the winds don't blow. That's unusual. When today is just Please let it get through, no. Yeah. I know. Now, this right here, boom, that's the four of the oh, first the original key, key, right? So now we're going back, back to A flat. A flat. Yeah. It's great. Okay. So, so here's what we got on that. A little, so it's B flat. Okay. We've got a one. I'll be yours until the uh, G minor sun doesn't shine till a three minor D minor, right? We're not in we're uncharted territory minor. yet. Okay. A three minor chord. Then we go from a D minor to a D flat major chord. Okay. Until the so we go half step down major. That's right. From we go D flat, which is a flat three major chord in the key of B, B flat, flat. Right. So it's the flat or three the chord. four of your verse. Yes, <laughs> that's true. So we're going D flat, A flat, B flat. So we're going flat three, flat, flat seven, seven, A flat, B flat. B flat. Okay, uh, and getting back to B flat, and then one well today is just a G flat memory to me. I know D minor, and then same thing. I'll still be those chords that it's going back and forth to is D flat, A flat. Huh. I'll still be loving. I'll still be loving you. That's an E flat, which is which is the five, which is, the, which is four of the chorus, the four of the chorus, but it now sounds the like the five of the verse, <laughs> which is awesome. where it's leading us back to. It's awesome. So it really goes five of the verse, four of the verse. I'll still be loving you. That's the four. We hope you guys and are playing along with us with your That's instrument right. of choice. Yeah. If you're playing uh, chord bingo, right. we hope you had flat three and flat seven marked today. And, That's awesome. And, chord bingo. And five of the new key. That's right? right. That one should be. That one would be the center square, maybe that you get for free. Five of the. That's new right. Key. Half diminished. You didn't. You got yeah. that card. And you're like crap. I'm not going to win this one. And not then we went that. there. Yeah. Um, so they have their their harmonies, man. It's just That's so good. good over those chords. Let me tell you, if you want to, like. If you can sing harmony throughout the chorus on this song, even on the songs that they're even on the lines that they don't have harmony yeah, on. Yeah, when it's just him but between if you can lines. Continue to sing harmony with Larry on those lines, you can sing harmony. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if you can sing harmony on this chorus, yeah. you're fine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not good. worried about your your harmony your capabilities. Ear. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, because it's really unique uh-huh. and it takes some thought to sort of navigate through. You, you know have to mean? know the song, you have to know where it's going. Yeah. You can't like if you're a guitar player, think you can't just play a solo in that key. Right. You yeah. Have to be yeah, like, man. If you're like, okay, I'm in B flat. I'm, I'm in B flat. I'm gonna B play flat. a solo over this. They're gonna leave you and you're gonna be like <laughs> Like, what in the oh, world? Crap. Where'd that D-flat chord come from? <laughs> yeah. And let's, you know what? That gets me to, we talked a little bit uh, about this, the solo with Larry, but I want to play it, this beautiful acoustic solo. Um, let's, because it is masterful. Yeah, Greg absolutely. Jennings, well, well done. Spot on. Here it is. First of all, that intro. Mm-hmm. That's a great lick right there. Yeah. I think he's playing a 12 string underneath. Might be doubled though. Man. <laughs> Woo. 
Well done, I mean, Greg. There is there is victory in that solo. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> wow, good. man, that's so good. Um, Raise your hands with me. Come on down right. to the altar. <laughs> it's done. Uh, okay, let's talk a little bit about the writers of the song because Restless Heart did not write the song. They they recorded the song, um, but it was written by Todd Cerny, Marianne Kennedy, Pam Rose, and Pat Bunch. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about them. Uh, Marianne Kennedy and Pam Rose and also Pat Bunch, they, you find a lot of songs that they all wrote together. Like they all at one time or another were sort of a thing. Um, Marianne Kennedy and Pam Rose were actually in two kind of early early to mid-80s groups, uh, country groups called Calamity Jane and Kennedy Rose. Um, so they, they collaborated for years and years and years in all sorts of ways. Um, and together they have written on two Grammy-nominated Grammy songs, uh, Lee Greenwood's Ring on Her Finger, Time on Her Hands, and this one. This song was nominated for a Grammy in 1988 uh, for the Best Country Western Song, and it lost to the buzzsaw that was Randy Travis's Forever oh, and Ever, my Amen. Goodness, yeah, you can't be Nobody got past that, that song that year. There was nothing you could do about it. You know what I mean? Um, but um, I do think... It's hard to say. It's hard to say this song is better than that. It that, is an cr- incredible song. The lyric and everything is. They can be on, brothers. Is on that. Yeah, there they you go. They can be family. They can That's right. walk hand in but hand. But for me, as a Grammy voter, I mean, I said that like I am one. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if I were a Grammy voter, that would have been very tough. Yeah. That would have been very tough. Um, so yeah, they wrote they wrote two uh, Grammy nominated songs together. Uh, other credits for Marianne Kennedy and Pam Rose include Patty Loveless, Martina McBride, Reba McIntyre. You kind of catch a theme here. They wrote a lot of of songs for great female artists. Um, Thinking back to those two songs, have a similar theme. I'll still be loving you, and I'm gonna love you forever and ever. Amen. Like, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, yeah it's good stuff. Definitely. And that's one thing about this this song is lyrically. It's not necessarily breaking new ground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's these metaphors have been used before, uh, at least on the chorus. But there's, it's like the power of having so many of them so fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> until the sun doesn't shine, until time stands still, until the winds don't blow. <laughs> when today's just a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just it's. And he's so confident. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'll still be loving you through all that. You know. Um. So yeah, I love it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Pat Patricia Bunch. Um, she wrote Living in a Moment, which was a number one hit for Ty Herndon. You know that one? I don't. Um, it's Living by a Moment, yeah, where you <laughs> That is, that is the actually one? Lifehouse. Is the, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I'm living in a moment, yeah. Sorry, All no. the rest of heart fans that had to endure that, <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not it. Um, no, that different song, Ty Herndon. <laughs> Um, also a frequent You kind of sang it like Kurt Hammett doing Lifehouse uh, Yeah, or, yes uh, You mean um, Kurt Hammett? No No, um, no, no uh, James Hatfield James Hatfield, James Hatfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah It was a little James Hatfield A little uh, a little uh, Scott Stapp Scott Stapp you know, With the yeah It's all in yeah. there Yeah uh, Anyway, <laughs> that has nothing to do with this uh, Pat Bunch, Living in a Moment Number one, Ty Herndon Way to go also a frequent collaborator, uh, at least early on, uh, with Kennedy and Rose. That was kind of really all I could find um, on her. Uh, and then the last writer on the song is Todd Cerny, a.k.a. The Rock Doctor. Whoa. Yeah. That's that a good nickname. His, his nickname. Uh, he worked in Nashville as a studio engineer at the studio of rock producer Buzz Kaysen. And... Um, he ended up writing with Cheap Trick, Eddie Money, Loverboy. He actually wrote wow. a song with Loverboy with basically the entirety of Bon Jovi. Like with it was the the writing list on this Loverboy song mm-hmm. was Todd Cerny, 
John Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora, wow. and you know what I'm saying? Chico like Torres on drums. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, um, and then uh, he got cuts by artists as big as, oh, I don't know, Aretha Franklin. Oh, like, yeah. n- n- no big deal, you know. Um, this is from Wikipedia on him. In 1988, uh, Todd Cerny traveled to Russia as one of 28 songwriters who participated in the Music Speaks Louder Than Words project. Which I think is super cool. It was a collaboration between American and Soviet songwriters, which included Michael Bolton and Cindy Lauper. It's such a cool idea, right? Yeah. You think in 1988, U.S.-Russia relations are about as tense as they yeah. have ever been. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, uh, present day, maybe notwithstanding. I don't know. Not, but just seriously, in the middle of the Cold War. Yeah, Cold War. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that's before the, the the Berlin Wall, before the fall of communism. Um, Reagan's so still our guy. That's a right. Yeah, Reagan's still in office. So that was a big. That is a big thing, uh, and a very cool. That's one of those things that art can do that politics can't do. Yeah, that's you right. You know what I'm saying? Being able to do something like that uh, is 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 something that's really can be powerful. So I think that's that's super cool. cool. Um, one more note on Todd Cerny. Uh, in 2009, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton reunited for the first time in 25 years to sing a duet. And what song did they sing? A little duet called Tell Me That You Love Me, which Todd Cerny co-wrote. Oh, that's great. So, I mean, that's that's a feather in your cap. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. We brought back Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. That's like, right. I'm the guy that sang my that's song. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So um, that's that's really all I have on this yeah, on this great. song. Uh, great, great times, guys. Welcome to season six. Man, this this We're song has been this song has been. A real pleasure for me to get back into, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Just to remind myself of how much I love Restless Heart. As you can tell by our uh, karaoke section and other the instrumental sections, we got to binge some Restless Heart over the past week or two, yeah, and it's did. been wonderful. Oh, so. heck yes. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we will be back next week with another great song. Hit us up on Facebook. Uh, join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash greatsongpod, or just search for the group. It's called Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Great Song Pod. And as always, you can get archives, merch, and more at greatsongpodcast.com. Thanks once again to Larry Stewart for joining us. Thanks to you for listening, and thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll see you next week with another great song. Until then, I'm Rob. I am JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>